Vice presidential debates. Vice presidential debates. It's on the topic of everybody's mind. It's on the top of your mind, not on the topic of your mind. But let me just say, I haven't had much sleep in the last few days. I've been driving around. I actually listened to the vice presidential debate uh, on my way back from North Carolina uh, yesterday. Didn't even get back here to the city until about uh, 2 a.m. Exciting drive, but uh, definitely gave me a chance to hear everybody, you know, call in different radio shows talking about um, what what they thought about the vice presidential debate. And I can tell you, you know, listening, of course, I was listening to some conservative talk radio. I did flip over and listen briefly, very briefly for all of you out there. I know you're going to be like, whoa, I can't believe it. I did listen to some kind of random uh, liberal uh, talk radio. And of course, they all, you know, on that station, everybody thought Kamala won. But Vice President uh, Mike Pence gave a really stunning, great performance, great debate um, because he brought up facts, facts that I in fact, I wish he would have even brought up more facts uh, because I think there were significant questions that were not being asked of Kamala Harris. Uh, very, very significant questions, which we'll talk about in this show. I think that we need to actually look into this. And one of that is the bail fund um, that Kamala Harris had supported. Remember the one uh, that she was asking people to donate to this bail fund to get all of the rioters, supposed rioters out of jail. Um, She called them protesters. But first, I want to talk to you about something that uh, I Love a product that I think is absolutely fantastic, and a good friend of mine, uh, Mike Lindell, and it's about my pillow. And I love my pillow. I first started just like all of you out there who probably have my pillow. We see Mike Lindell all the time. You get your pillows; they're it's very exciting. Made in America. Mike Lindell's whole story about how he went from rags to riches. I've had him on the show before and also how he survived his addiction to drugs. And he's out there and and mostly more important, I believe, um, is that he had this moment where he gave his life to Jesus and he believes that that's really what saved him. And um, and he's just an amazing person and somebody that I think people can look up to and find inspiration from. But now he's got all these great new products. It's not just about the pillow anymore. And in fact, he's got a slew of new products. I'm not even going to talk about him here because uh, they're, they're probably a surprise that are going to be coming up before Christmas. But right now he's got these Giza dream bed sheets. They're amazing. They look and feel great, which means you even have a better night's sleep. I have them. I love them. I love all the colors. I've got all the blues. Um, I have uh, the varying colors like in the goldens and things like that. I mean, you can find anything you want for your room. Um, It helps me sleep, keeps me going through my busy schedule. Um, You know, Mike found the world's best cotton in Giza, in Giza, Egypt. And that's where the best cotton is from. It's ultra soft. It's breathable, extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets, they come with a 60-day Money back guarantee, folks. 60 day money back guarantee and a 10 year warranty. The first night you sleep on these Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Trust me, trust me, trust me. This is such a great product. And they come in a variety of sizes and colors, like I've already said. But Mike is making a very special offer for all my listeners. You'll receive two for one low price plus free shipping. Now, this is only for me and my listeners. 
That's you out there. You need to do this because you have that warranty on it and you will receive two for one low price plus totally free shipping. So what you want to do is you either want to call 1-800-687-7221 and use the promo code CARTER, that's C-A-R-T-E-R, or you go to MyPillow.com. Remember, that's MyPillow.com. Make sure to use the promo code CARTER, C-A-R-T-E-R. Now back to business. And this is about the vice presidential debate. And this is about the craziness of the world that we live in, folks. And I want to play this clip. This is George Stephanopoulos. I I would love for you to play this. Hear this clip. This is what he says about Mike Pence. He said Mike Pence, the vice president, was mansplaining. Because obviously Mike Pence uh, is a former television commentator, does have a very calm demeanor. But I think a lot of people were noticing some mansplaining going on tonight. What is he talking about? Mansplaining. I mean, that's so belittling. What? Kamala Harris can't handle it on her own without, you know, George Stephanopoulos coming out and saying that, you know, Vice President Mike Pence was doing mansplaining out there. Well, I'm going to do some lady splaining, you know, George, some lady splaining. Just be quiet. What are you talking about? Stop trying to befriend all the millennials out there. You're not a millennial. And they, they're laughing at you because they didn't see any mansplaining happening, whatever that is, you know? And as a woman, guess what? If someone tries to mansplain, whatever that is, to me, I'm just going to tell them to be quiet. Just get out of my way, mansplainer, right? I, I can defend myself. I don't need you. Isn't that embarrassing that you're trying to talk about mansplaining, throwing that on the vice president of the United States, who, by the way, gave a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, debate, had a great debate night. Um, And then but you just saying it was almost like, you know, non PC, because you're just saying that Kamala Harris, who's a prosecutor, you know, can't handle it on her own, that you need to point out that, you know, Pence was mansplaining. I think Kamala Harris can handle herself. She's fine. She did fine. If she had anything to say about mansplaining, she would have told that to Vice President Mike Pence herself. So that's what I have to think uh, about what you had to say, George Stephanopoulos. Now let's move on, because I think more importantly is what the questions that weren't being asked. And one of them, and Jenny Tear brought this up, and she's absolutely 100% right. And it was all about Kamala Harris and the bail fund. Remember that? Remember Kamala Harris and others um, on Joe Biden's, you know, his staffers for his campaign were all about, were all about getting this bail fund going to get people out on bail. Um, It was the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Uh, and it was an organization that Harris and Biden staffers actually asked their followers to donate to during the rioting in Minneapolis earlier this year. But guess what? Among those rioters was this guy, a a 36 year old man, Timothy Wayne Columbus, I believe. And he was charged with first degree criminal assault conduct for allegedly. Oh, I don't even want to use this word for allegedly harming a girl in 2015. She was only eight years old. So they basically bailed out an eight, uh, a man who harmed an eight-year-old child. This is disgusting. And he wasn't the only one. By the way, there were a slew of other people. All you have to do is go on to Kamala Harris's Twitter account, at Kamala Harris, very easy. Look it up. She says, if you're able to chip in now to the MN Freedom Fund, that's the Minnesota Freedom Fund, 
to help post bail for those protesting on the ground in Minnesota. I mean, how many millions of dollars in damage did those peaceful protesters do? And look at what happened. Look at what's happened across the country. Look at Portland. Look at what's happened in Seattle. Look at the issues we're facing in Chicago and our big urban cities. This defund police. I was listening to Kamala Harris. I just couldn't even believe what I was hearing. I couldn't even believe what I was hearing when it, she was trying to explain herself on the whole defund the police. No, Kamala, you know, you ride whatever wave you think suits you. This is the difference between Vice President Mike Pence, President Trump and the uh, opposing team, right? The Democrats. The Democrats will ride whatever wave they think will get them to win. They don't care. They're not being honest with you. They're not. You know, Joe Biden is a Catholic when he wants to be a Catholic. But but, you know, he's not going to stand on his principle. Right. That, you know, oh, I, I disagree with abortion. I agree with abortion. I, I want to give people the choice. Um, and remember, he didn't even get his holy communion. He wasn't able to get it. They, they stopped him when he went to a church. They said, no, because you advocate for abortion. You say you're a Catholic, but you're not not really. You're not representing Catholicism here. You know, you can't divide one from the other. But here you have, you know, President Trump, who, by the way, the first president, the first president to actually put his money where his mouth is. He said, I'm now I'm totally opposed to this. At one point in my life, maybe I thought something, but now I'm totally opposed to this. I'm going to come out and march with the people. I believe I believe people have the right to life. And I'm going to stand for that. I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm not telling you how to think. I'm just telling you, you know, here's a man who stands for what he believes in. Joe Biden never did that. And, you know, he comes out and he talks about how much he cares about, you know, minorities and I'm there and I'm going to be there for you. And I care about the minorities and I care about what happens in our urban communities. Do you really? Former Vice President Joe Biden, do you really? I mean, what were you doing, you know, decades ago when you eulogized you know, there's Strom Thurmond, who was his friend. He eulogized also for Robert Byrd, a member of the KKK. He was the grand wizard of a Ku Klux Klan. Right. And then he comes out. Oh, and wait a minute. What about, you know, when we heard him in those um, in those video clips, right, when he's out in Baltimore and he's talking to the kids about corn pop and all of that other jazz. Right. You know, back then, man, you know, I was I was hanging out and I had to fight the gang members and corn pop and whatever crazy stories he was saying. But do you remember what he talked about with the kids? He was basically saying that the kids like to, you know, look at his blonde hair glistening on his legs in the sunlight. That just makes me want to throw up in my mouth. But OK, I don't know how you guys feel, but that's gross. And he talked about how they like to rub the hair on his legs. And then he learned a lot about cockroaches. You know, none of those questions ever get asked of Joe Biden. And it's the same thing like with Kamala Harris, you know, and what about her past? And her, I mean, let's talk about how a lot of minorities feel about Kamala Harris. She did not connect at all. She did not connect at all with the minority communities because she really was tough. She was so tough on prosecutions in California. I mean, people were going to jail for everything there. 
That was Kamala Harris. She even accused Vice President Joe Biden of sexual harassment. She said she believed his accusers. Kamala Harris believed that until she got a spot, right, on his ticket. But no one asked her about that. No one's asked Kamala Harris straight up. You know, you absolutely said you believe Joe Biden's accusers. So what about that, Kamala? Do you not believe it anymore? What changed your mind? Did, for some reason, he say something to you that made you change your mind? I mean, because in particular, you believe that Tara Reid was telling the truth. She accused Biden of raping her. So I don't understand. And I'm not saying that's an allegation, right? You're, pro- you're innocent until proven guilty of something. But, but, you know, Kamala Harris is a prosecutor, right? And she actually believed Tara Reid. So what we're dealing with here, people, is people that just say whatever they want to get people to believe them. You have President Trump. He does not do this. I, I have talked at length with Vice President Mike Pence. And he is not that type of person. He stands by his convictions. You might not always agree with him, but you know where he stands. And that was pretty evident during the debate, during the vice presidential debate. And there is something to be said for the fact that a lot of the debate moderators just avoid asking the most important questions. You know, they all talk about character. They talk about, oh, President Trump's character. What is character, really? Is character only what I show you? If I come out every day and have sweet words to say and wear a nice suit or dress and go to church on Sunday, but in my own private life, I'm a horrible human being who doesn't believe anything I say or do publicly, well, doesn't that say a lot about character? Right. And if I keep flip flopping every five seconds on every single thing, doesn't that say a lot about character? It should say a lot about character. And we should hold people accountable for that. And the thing is, is that President Trump doesn't do that. He comes out. He's like, I love old people. I'm one of them. I'm an old guy. I'm going to make sure you guys get a cure for covid. You know, I took look at me. I fought this China virus for two days. By the way, I'm going to hold China responsible. China attacked me like personally. And he's like, I'm going to get the Medicaid. I'm going to get the medicine out to you. I'm going to do everything I can. He's not perfect. Of course, he says things that make people uncomfortable sometimes, but that's just who he is. And I'm not saying that's an excuse. I'm just saying that's who he is. He isn't hiding from you. Believe me, he is not hiding anything from you. That's who he is all the time. He is that person. But I can tell you this. There are a lot of people in Washington, D.C. and in New York and all over the planet, for that matter, that to pretend to be one thing on the outside and are something completely different on the inside. They just play. They just put on a dress. They put on a pose and they expect you to believe them. And it's sad and it's wrong. And it's wrong when we don't hold them accountable for that. You want to hold President Trump accountable for stuff? Okay, then hold everybody else accountable and ask all the right questions. Ask about the bail fund. 
ask about, you know, Joe Biden and, uh, you know, the, what you had originally said, what Kamala Harris had originally said about Tara Reid. Right. Ask those questions. Ask Joe Biden. Are you really sniffing babies? I mean, I want to know. Are you sniffing people all the time? What is that? What is that? Or are we misconstruing it? Does it just look like you're sniffing? I want to know. I want to know. Why, why is that? So is that embarrassing? What we're not allowed to ask him that question for crying out loud. The FBI and others had a hoax on the president of the United States and tried to coup him. And the news media doesn't stop propagating that lie. And I'm talking about the mainstream news media. That's what I'm worried about. Those are the things that we should. That we should be asking. We should be asking the real questions, not the ones we want people to hear. But before I go on with that, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about something that actually I've been so lucky because I get to try all these new things. Right. But I I want to come to you with with products that I believe make a difference, something that actually does something that makes me feel good, that makes me feel well or that I love. Otherwise, I won't tell you about them. And this time I found something that is awesome, awesome and great for your health. And, and it's keeping me awake right now after that long drive <laughs> from North Carolina. You know, and this pandemic didn't just test our country's economic endurance. It exposed how living an unhealthy lifestyle can increase your risk for so many diseases. So I was lucky enough. I got a chance to try this Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. I am telling you, it is great. I know you're going to say Field of Greens sounds like it tastes like a bunch of vegetables. You mix it in your in your in your water or in your favorite drink. It doesn't. It tastes like berries. It's incredible. It is, you know, a health product that isn't just about like like what you see in the news. Right. It's not just about vegetables and and this and that. It actually has a great flavor. Anybody in your home can uh, can take it. I, your children, you there's nothing. You don't have to hide it from the kids. They can be a part of it, too. And you're going to get all the vitamins you need. Um Field of Greens is packed with 18, listen to this, 18 clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables, plus green tea, ginger, turmeric, and beets. This powerful combination not only can support your heart health, it can support a healthy immune system, your metabolism, your blood pressure, and your digestion. Field of Greens is loaded with antioxidants. That means you won't get old faster, right? It helps you stay younger. It's filled with antioxidants and pre and probiotics. Just put one scoop in a glass of water, stir it up and you're done. So why settle for one vegetable when you can have an entire field of greens? Go to BrickHouseSarah.com and get 15% off your first order with the promo code Carter. That's C-A-R-T-E-R. That's BrickHouseSarah.com. Available in two flavors. Both are great. Trust me on that. BrickHouseSarah.com. Promo code Carter. I want you guys to hear this really quick. And I think this is, you know, I think this was the best thing I actually woke up to uh, today. And it was the news that Trump is not going to do a virtual debate. No, I'm not going to waste my time on a virtual debate. That's not what debating is all about. You sit behind a computer and do a debate. It's ridiculous. And then they cut you off whenever they want. Uh, I have a host who I always thought was a nice guy, but I see he's a never Trumper, you know, came out that he's a never Trumper. (laughs) 
I love it. You know, and people are mad. There are there are people, there are Republicans out there that are really upset, too, because they're like, why is he saying no to this? Why won't he just do it? Because he's standing on a principle. He's saying, look, I don't want to go out there and do this crazy virtual debate where you guys can mute me at any point where I'm not, you know, talking directly to the audience where, by the way, Vice President Joe Biden could be looking at notes. I mean, it's just silly. Why can't they be together? I mean, there's ways of staying safe, right? As safe as possible. And, and I mean, limiting the exposure. But people should be able to face one another during a debate. I know some of you out there think like, you know, this is the modern world, but who wants to see a debate on Zoom, right? If that was what it was originally meant to be, fine. But people want to see people debate on a stage in one another, right? Right there. Get that debate going. Let them talk one to the other. And let's get this going. Look, President Trump survived COVID. It is a very dangerous and deadly virus to people who are susceptible. And it was a it was pretty scary. I mean, I think when everybody heard that President Trump uh, had COVID, had tested positive. That's a pretty scary thing because it's the president of the United States. It's like, wow, even President Trump, you know, can't be safe from COVID. And I think we all knew that, right? It doesn't matter how many masks we wear. You know, now we got to wear what eye shields. Is that what they're saying? We got to go in a bubble, you know, just to make sure we don't get this. People are going to get this. I was talking to a doctor about this. And they were saying, look, no matter what, this virus is going to spread and people are going to be uh, those those are going to be exposed to the virus. And that's what we're going to have to live with. We're going to have to learn how one, hopefully we find a vaccine. Hopefully we find therapeutics, especially for those people most afflicted. That means people that are most susceptible, people with low immune systems, people who are overweight, people now they say with low vitamin D are susceptible as well. Um, But we're going to have to find cures. We're going to have to find a way to live with this, you know, uh, shutting down the entire country, shutting down uh, Halloween, people angry if you, you know, don't do exact. I got to tell you a funny story. And I, you know, I mean, it's not even that funny, actually. It's not funny at all. Um, (laughs) But now I guess it might be a little. But my daughter, you know, she heard us talking about COVID. And um, so she thought, you know, oh, my goodness, anybody can get COVID, right? So she went to school and told everybody that I may have COVID because she was just, you know, she's eight years old. She's listening to part of a conversation, not the whole conversation. And I mean, man, I'm getting a email from the principal, you know, Annalise is telling her friends that you might have COVID. Are you sending her to school? She might be susceptible to COVID. I was like, oh my goodness, no, none of us have COVID. None of us have COVID, but people were so scared that parents were actually calling, you know, could Sarah have COVID? Um, I'm sure some of them probably wanted me to. No. I hope not. I hope not. I hope not. Um, But but that's how scared we all are. Right. People are terrified. I was in North Carolina. Actually, I was I was there because my um, husband's uh, brother is very sick. And so we drove down there um, 
to be with him and to help him out with a few things. And I actually went to the hospital. I hadn't been in a hospital since the outbreak of COVID. Uh, and it was the people in North Carolina are amazing. The hospital was amazing. Um, Johnston Medical Center. And they were great. We went in there, of course, had our masks on and everything. But it was literally deserted. Like I've never seen a hospital so empty because people aren't in there visiting um, the people that are ill. We had to drop off um, some clothing and things like that and see his brother. And I had to guide my husband. So usually it's only one visitor at a time. But this time I was able to guide my husband. You know, we were able to go together and um, and it was just, I mean, literally empty. Like I never saw anything like this. In a hot, no matter where I walked. I mean, even the cafeterias were shut down. You know, usually you go to a hospital, you see people with their kids or you see people visiting with, you know, others and you hear people talking and you see the nurses and, you know, life, life going on. I saw nothing, none of that, you know, and I'm kind of worried, actually. I feel like we're in a world where we're wearing these masks on our faces. We're not talking to one another the same way. I mean, I got to tell you, the nurses at this hospital were so nice. And, you know, North Carolina, just the most hospitable people and caring. And we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to help you out. We're I mean, just really caring people and not so worried. You know, they weren't like freaking out about anything. But, you know, they were saying that they feel the same way, too that it feels very alone and very empty. And even for the people that are in the hospitals, imagine that. I know I'm going away from the debate right now, but I mean, I'm talking about something that I think all of us are worried about. Like we're losing that human connection. We're, you know, something's going on here. We're all so scared and so worried about everything that we're not even living life. We're so afraid of losing our lives that we're not even living it, right? And that life is so different now. You know, you see patients, there are patients in the hospital, but there's no one there with them, sitting with them, visiting with them. I mean, the visiting hours are shorter. You can't stay there. You're, you know, it's like all the same stuff that we hear over and over again. But people are alone. And that was really, that was really sad for me. That was really sad to see that. And I don't think it hit me as much as when I went to the hospital that night, you know, and, um, I have a, I have um, my husband's brother's dog. Uh, it's a little chihuahua. I showed everyone in the studio this wild little chihuahua. I've never had a chihuahua before. This one's really wild, though. She, they're very protective, right? They're like, I mean, this one weighs like two pounds. So I had to come back from North Carolina with this two pound chihuahua whose tongue is hanging out of its mouth permanently and has these big, like huge eyes that look like they're going to pop right out at you. It was a crazy drive. And that was the drive that I was telling you about where I was listening to Vice President Mike Pence. I was listening to the Kamala Harris debate. I was hearing people call in throughout the night, you know, on all these different really cool um, talk shows. Uh, I think by one o'clock in the morning, because I was still driving to um, Alexandria, my husband and I were actually on George Norrie. I don't know if you ever hear that coast to coast. And people were actually calling in about the debates. So that was really <laughs> that was really interesting. It's like coast to coast is like all these kind of crazy, you know, interviews with, um, you know, really interesting uh, people that sometimes believe in Bigfoot. I don't know. But everybody was talking about the debates. And so I thought that was really funny. And. I, I want to go back to one quick thing. I want to I want to go back to the debate and I want to talk before we move on about 
Biden. I want to talk about former Vice President Joe Biden and China. And I want to play a clip. And this is um, Vice President Mike Pence talking about Biden and China. And you got to listen to this. And then I'm going to explain why this is so important. Lost the trade war with China. Joe Biden never fought it. Joe Biden has been a cheerleader for communist China through over the last several decades. And, and again, Senator Harris, you're entitled to your opinion. You're not entitled to your own facts. When Joe Biden was vice president, we lost 200,000 manufacturing jobs. And President Obama said they were never coming back. He said we needed a magic wand to bring them back. In our first three years after we cut taxes, rolled back regulation, yeah. unleashed American energy, this administration saw 500,000 manufacturing jobs yes. created. And that's exactly the kind of growth we're going to continue to see as we bring our nation through Thank you, this pandemic. Yes. But a Green New Thank Deal, you, your Vice massive President new Pence. mandates, your Paris Climate Accord. It's going to kill jobs this time, just like it killed jobs. I'm, 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 Do you notice, like, as Mike Pence started to go right into the facts there and talk about the loss of jobs in America? Uh, I mean, and this is this is what means most to me, right? It's it's about us. It's about America. It's about the middle class. It's about the poor. It's about all of us. Right. Even the rich. Right. Bringing those jobs back, deregulation, where manufacturers can bring in American workers, pay them a higher wage. All of the things that make this nation great, all of the things that made this nation great. I remember when President Obama said, you can't do that, got to have a magic wand to do that. And Trump did it and he brought him in. But, you know, Vice President Mike Pence could have gone even further. He could have talked about all of the issues, right, that Biden has with China and his son, Hunter Biden, his son, Hunter Biden, 49, 50 years old right now, lawyer thrown out of the military, right, for cocaine use and everything else. He he owns literally 10 percent of a private equity firm called Bohai Harvest in Shanghai. Right. Yeah. Think about that. That's a communist Chinese company. Right. And this is coming out of The Wall Street Journal. Folks, over the past roughly six years, it has channeled $2.5 billion or more on behalf of its financial backers into automotive energy mining and technology deals, according to interviews with people familiar with the private equity firm and a review, by the way, of the Wall Street Journal of their financial filings. Hunter Biden is one of nine directors of that firm. Why? Why is Hunter Biden sitting on a Chinese firm board? Why is he doing that? It's known as BHR Partners, which is controlled and funded primarily, listen to this, by large Chinese government-owned shareholders. And that's not it. We saw Hunter Biden going with his dad to China, you know, on Air Force Two, Air Force One, you know, at taxpayer expense. Peter Schweitzer wrote an incredible book on this. And no one's asking any of the questions. That doesn't even include Ukraine. And what's going on there? That doesn't even include Ukraine and everything that happened there and all the money, the $50,000 a month. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what you could do with $50,000 a month? If you could sit on a board and not even know Russian, not even understand um, the energy market, but yet they're putting you on a board because your dad is Vice President Joe Biden, uh, by the way, who was in charge of Ukraine during the Obama administration while his son was sitting on the board of Burisma Holdings, getting $50,000 a month. I mean, 
I don't think I'm going too far here to say that's highly suspicious and seemingly very unethical. Just plain wrong. Just plain wrong. But nobody is holding them accountable. Nobody is holding anybody accountable. And nobody's asking the right questions. Nobody asks the right questions. They want to drag President Trump through the mud over everything. But nobody is asking the right questions of Biden, of Kamala Harris, or of anyone related to Biden's campaign and team. Not even about Biden's own health. Do not be fooled. Do not be fooled by what they are doing. This is a technique. This is a remarkable technique. It was used during the Russia hoax. And now look at all the evidence that we see. People coming out of the woodwork at the FBI. Senator Johnson, Senator Grassley asking for information from CIA director Gina Haspel. I want all the information on that British spy Christopher Steele and his fake debunked dossier. What did the CIA know? What did John Brennan know? What were all your connections? But remember this, folks, the New York Times and the Washington Post want a Pulitzer for lies. Don't believe their lies. It's, it's really hard. This is like the Matrix. This is like the Matrix. We all got to wake up. Take the red pill. Take the red pill. You can't get out of it. I know you want to just take the blue pill and go back and just say, oh, my gosh, I don't want to see all this. This cannot be America. This is what's happening in our country. And the only way to fix it, the only way to fix it is to face reality and to ask the tough questions. This isn't just about President Trump. And in fact, it has nothing to do with President Trump. I'm not sitting here being a rah-rah cheerleader for President Trump. No, when I got involved in this, I didn't even know President Trump. I'm like you. I didn't hang out with President Trump. I didn't hang out with the, you know, the rich and the famous. I loved going overseas and reporting from war zones because I loved being around the troops. I loved being around regular soldiers, regular people. I loved going to Afghanistan and talking to villagers. I wanted that. I wanted that. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be with people, regular people. I loved, oh my gosh, I love the stories I did in the United States, especially with the blaze. When I did the TV show for the record, I would go and interview farmers in Wisconsin and talk to people that were like fighting for animal rights or whatever. You know, I just think everybody has an amazing story. It doesn't you don't have to be a rich person. You don't have to be a Kardashian or a Trump or anything. I think our regular lives are amazing. That's what I wanted. So I, I wasn't a part of this. This isn't about Trump. This is about us. This is about the American people. This is about us actually protecting what our nation stands for because they weren't going after Trump. Brennan and them, they weren't going after Trump. They were going after you. And if Biden goes into the White House, remember Biden was at those meetings at the White House, folks, with Obama, with Susan Rice, with John Brennan, with James Comey, with Clapper, all of these people, these are all the same people. And I'm not just talking about Democrats. What about General Michael Hayden, former head of the NSA? I knew him. I interviewed him several times, actually. Former head of the CIA. He's on board with them. What about the Bushes? They're on board with them. And the Clintons, of course, they're on board with them. Why do you think that is? Do you ever stop and think like, why are all these people in such agreement with each other that should be on like opposing sides? And, you know, what are they what are they all working towards? 
What is their end state? Why are they so afraid of Trump? Why are they so afraid of you? Why are they afraid of you? Is it because you we finally realized, you know, again, it's like a rebirth that we are this nation, not them, that they work for us, that it's our taxpayer dollars and that we demand excellence. Did we all of a sudden remember that again? And I'm telling you, if Joe Biden, if Joe Biden comes back to office, that's why we got to get out there. You got to go to the polls. You got to go put on your mask, whatever you want, put on a shield, put on a bubble, go in your big bubble. If you're, if you're afraid, if you're afraid, I understand. Just wear whatever you want. We're a biohazard. So you get down there and vote. Don't mail it in. Don't take the risk unless it's an absentee ballot, but get down there and vote. Because if Biden comes back, if he does, I'm saying comes back, that's Obama. That's Susan Rice. That's Samantha Power. That's John Brennan. That's James Clapper. It's all the same people. It's all the same people. They will be high-fiving each other and putting back their corruption in our country, embedding it in the bureaucracy. And I'm going to tell you this, it will, it will be so far worse. We will not get that second chance. They will ensure it. They will pack the Supreme Court. Yes, they will. That means they'll expand the Supreme Court. They will pack it with liberals. They will do everything they can to take the Senate. They will take the House. And they will never let a regular Joe or anyone else that's different than them go into office again if they can help it. They will make sure that the establishment will always, always have a seat on Pennsylvania Avenue. You can bet you that I am 100% right on this. That is why they are fighting for their lives. They are fighting tooth and nail. That's why we haven't seen any indictments. That's why we're all being played. We are all being played. So don't let them play you. Let them know that you know what's going on. I don't care if that's William Barr. I don't care if that's John Durham. You know what? Hold all of them accountable. We would go to jail, folks, for the crimes that they commit. You know, they play these games with us. Ask the real questions. You know, we should be. I would love I would love to host a debate and ask the real questions. Somebody should be asking the real questions. And unfortunately, our mainstream media is not doing what it should be doing. But we are. And sometimes we want to take a break from all of this political craziness. So that's why I love Omaha Steaks and barbecues with my family. The last thing anyone wants to do right now is go to the grocery store, right? It's crowded. Masks are a must. And the selection isn't always great. I told you guys before how much I loved Omaha steaks. Um, we had a big barbecue when my husband was wounded when he came back from Afghanistan and healed up. And we invited our friends over. I mean, that's what we do. We get together as Americans. We have barbecues. We let our children run around in the yard. We play football. That's the American way. And that's what Omaha Steaks can do for you. You don't even need to go to the grocery store. They will ship delicious food directly to your door. And right now you can get a gourmet grill out package exclusive for my listeners. Isn't this exciting? You're listening. You're getting all these exclusive all of these exclusive deals right here at the Sarah Carter show. And that's omahasteaks.com. You enter the code. You have to enter the code Carter. That's C-A-R-T-E-R into the search bar. You know, the search bar right there on the website. And for a limited time, 
Omaha Steaks will add two pounds in extra burgers and gourmet jumbo franks, which my kids love, by the way, free with your order. The Grill Out Favorites Package lets you stay at home and eat like you're at the best steakhouse in town. This incredible package includes bacon wrap, filet mignon, top sirloin, boneless chicken breast, pork chops, burgers, and jumbo franks. Like I said, the kids love those. There are side dishes and also the world-renowned ultra-delicious caramel apple tartlets and more. Omaha Steaks delivers guaranteed quality. Every order is flash frozen. It's flash frozen, vacuum sealed, right? And safely delivered in a cooler with dry ice. Order the Grill Out Favorites package today and don't forget about the four free Omaha Steak Burgers and the four free gourmet jumbo franks. Just visit omahasteaks.com and remember to type code CARTER into the search bar. Well, I don't want to leave you without saying something fun or having a fun moment. Um, I know it's been a, it's a, been a lot of news. We have been Really, really dealing with issues from COVID to, you know, whether or not our president uh, was going to remain ill and in the hospital. God bless him. He's now out. Uh, You know, thank God for all the prayers out there, because this is about all of us. You know, we want to make sure that our president and um, and of course, the administration, Kelly McEnany, everyone else, Stephen Miller, anybody who was. Um, infected with COVID, heals up and gets well. And that goes for everyone else in America, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, Green Party member, independent, Marxist, socialist, I don't care. I want you healthy and I want you happy. So in order to be happy, we have to think of something fun before we leave. And once again, I'm going to remind everyone that I think the best story this week, fun story actually, was the one about Elon Musk taking Tom Cruise into space. Now, I don't know if you heard this on my last podcast, but Tom Cruise has worked out a deal with Elon Musk and SpaceX, right? To go to space, to film his movie in space. He's going to take a director out there. He's going to have a cameraman. Can you imagine how cool this is to go out into space and to film a movie? And we know that Tom Cruise is all about all that craziness, right? He loves, he loves doing all of his own stunts. Um, I would like to know what stunts you think Tom Cruise should do in space. I have a few ideas. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't want to go there. Um, I want to hear from you first, and then I'm going to talk about it on my podcast. Now, remember, you can follow me at Sarah Carter DC on Twitter, and that's I'm going to put out um, actually a tweet, and Jenny's listening in on this right now. So we're going to put out a tweet saying, you know, on my next podcast, um, what stunts would you like to see Tom Cruise perform in space for his up-and-coming film, which is probably going to cost more money than any film ever made in history because they got to get him to space. Right. Um, so what stunts would you like to see Tom Cruise perform in space? We're going to have that up on Twitter. Remember, you've got to be following me on Twitter because that's where you're going to get a lot of the latest stuff. That's at Sarah Carter, D.C. Again, that's at Sarah Carter, D.C. And to read the latest stories, go to Sarah A. Carter no H that's Sarah a Carter.com. Um, you can get all of our podcasts on YouTube as well at Sarah Carter. Follow me at parlor. Parlor is a great, great place to go. We never, ever get shadow banned there. That's Sarah Carter official. And please subscribe and give us your five-star rating on your podcast app. This has been the Sarah Carter show. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm so happy to have you with me. Remember to give us that five-star and a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get 
your podcast. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. And remember, we are taking back the story. Mock and Daisy from the Chicks on the Right, and we're excited to tell you about our podcast, the Mock and Daisy Common Sense Cast. If you've been stressed lately with the information overload on social media, or just don't feel like anything in the news makes sense anymore, don't worry, because we're here to clear things up. Every week, we discuss topics like cancel culture, national crisis, what's happening to our new generations, and if you're just plain tired of people trying to tell you what to do or how to live your life, we tackle that too. Find out more by going to our website, chicksontheright.com, or start listening on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to leave a comment or review and subscribe. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 